Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts. Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts. Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts. of the Small Talk Big Thoughts podcast and I want to let you know this is another serious episode but then also uh, there have been some major complications in me even getting this episode to you so with that being said I want you to share this episode with others because it seems like the devil has been intentionally trying to stop this from getting to you okay so I uh, want to start off by saying grab your Bibles. We're going to really go into the Bible deep um, during this episode. And then also a pen and paper to write down these scriptures. So the scriptures that we don't go to, but I'll give them to you, then you can go into them on your, on your own time. And as always, I'll have those scriptures and articles that I discuss. They will be in the description box. So I want to let you know that. Let's go ahead and get started, um, and I'll talk a little bit about just the entire Bible in itself. So God has in, gave, gave us the inspired word of God through the Bible. It is 66 books. It is divided into the Old and the New Testament, and those of the Jewish faith, uh, if they're not a Jewish person for Jesus, they primarily follow the Old Testament. But a person that is a Christian, meaning that we believe in the death, burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, we follow both the Old and the New Testament. And the reason why that's important is because we have been adopted by Christ's death, burial, and resurrection as God's daughters and sons in Christ to be reconciled back to God. So we praise Jesus for that, okay? But um, ultimately, God gave the inspired word. He declared to those Israelites as well as to us the covenants, his laws, his precepts, his commandments. And in fact, he provided Moses with those commandments and the first five books of the Bible, which is called the Torah, in uh, specifically the two stone tablets or the Ten Commandments as we know of it. And he gave Moses the, the assignment of telling the people, not just leading the people to the promised land, but also giving the people the laws so that they would know how to live. How to live in that day and the way that they learned to live during that time, they still, the Israelites still use those laws to this very day. Likewise, we as Christians, we too utilize those laws that were given in the Old Testament to this day. So I want to focus in on the two tablets, the Ten Commandments. It is specifically in Deuteronomy 4. Chapter, chapter 4, verse 13, Exodus, chapter 20, verses 1 through 17, and Exodus, chapter 20, verses 3 through 17. These are all the Ten Commandments. 
and aspects of the Ten Commandments and other laws that have been incorporated with that to show God's statutes and how he wanted those Israelites to follow. And then God also repeats it again in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 6 through 21. Now again, God's commandments, his statutes, his laws, his precepts are what anchors us in our faith. It anchors us to having faith in the one and almighty God. Okay? Um, so I want to say that. Now, open your Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5 through 9. And I'll read it for you in New King James. And it says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them. Them what? The word. Shall talk of the word when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind the word as a sign on your hand. And they, the words, shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. That is again Deuteronomy 6, verses 5 through 9. Now, it's, that is very important because this is the crust of what what he wanted God wanted those Israelites at that time and even us to follow in regards to his reverence of the word his thoughts of the word he wants us to and let's just walk through it he says love the Lord with all your heart with all your soul with all your strength so number one he's going into heart matters telling his people to love him not with some of your heart, not piecing together some of your heart here and some of your heart go to this guy and this girl and this person and that person. No, love the Lord with all of your heart, with all of your soul and all of your strength. So he starts off with that. Then he commands, um, he commands us to teach the word diligently to the children, all right? And then talk of the word when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, so when you go to sleep and when you wake up. So that means that you're teaching your children, if you have children or those individuals you are uh, a guardian over, you are teaching them, but you're also, you are ruminating on them. You are meditating on the word day and night. You are uh, meditating on the word in your house when you lie down, when you rise up. And then he says, and bind the word as a sign on your hand. Okay? And so uh, God wants us to tie his statutes around our hands. To bind means to wrap something around something. In this case, it would be your hand so tightly that you can't get loose from it. So the word of God will be wrapped around you so tightly that you would not be able to move one way or the other. There's no room for movement because you have been bound by the word. You know the word so well that it is bound in your heart. All right. Um, then the, the word says, um, 
The word shall be as frontlets between your eyes. So the statues will be as frontlet between your eyes, meaning the word of God, the Bible, would be in your head. It's in your head, it's in your mind, it's in your brain. Because, again, what's between your eyes? Your forehead and your brain. So God wants his word in your thoughts, in your mind, every day, every night, all the time. Okay, all the time where there there leaves no room for any distraction or anything else. He wants to be the forefront of your mind. And he and if you're able to do that, then it will be easier to and um it would be easier you for you to diligently teach these words to your children. Because if they see you and hear you meditating on the word, if they see the statutes and the precepts all around the house on the doorpost, then guess what? You are raising them in the admonition of the Lord and they too will benefit. They will do the same thing. They will absorb what it is that they see. They will model the behavior that you display. So God knows that already. And so Deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 5 through 9 shows us that. And so we have the entire word that is um, the same as the word of God, the entire Bible. It is our guide and on how we live. It is how we interact with others. And um, and I want to go further. That was the Old Testament that we walked through. But I want to go further in the New Testament. So that way I could let you know exactly what is said in the New Testament. So let's turn to 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 15 and this is the new king james version and i also will read the amplified classic version so it says study to show yourself approved unto god a workman that need not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth that is second timothy 2 verse 15 now this is from the same version from the amplified version uh, amplified classic it says study and be eager and do your utmost to present yourself to God approved tested by trial a workman who has no cause to be ashamed correctly analyzing and accurately dividing rightly handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth so here in Ephesians I mean in Second uh, Timothy verses uh, chapter 2 verse 15 we can see exactly what that means in the old testament in deuteronomy chapter 6 we see that the word of god is a guide uh, we see that it is how we interact with others but now when we move on down to second timothy we can see that the word of god is in this case it is used for studying to show ourselves approved okay to, uh, we are showing ourselves approved and basically with our study of the word, our study of the scripture, we are in a position where we can, as workmen, rightly divide the word. In the case of the Amplified Classic, it says, correctly analyzing and accurately dividing, rightly handling and skillfully teaching the word of God, the word of truth, because God is truth. 
right? And so I think that this scripture really hones in on Deuteronomy chapter 6, what we read earlier, because it's putting you in the position to teach yourself to analyze the scripture accurately, to rightfully handle the scripture and skillfully teach it to yourself allowing the holy spirit to give you understanding and and learning for yourself but then also for whom for those children that it told you to diligently teach as well so uh i love what you can see the word how it has moved from deuteronomy or in other parts of the New Testament to where we are right now, okay, in 2 Timothy. All right, now, let's skip on to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17, where it reads in the New King James, the word of God is a sword, okay? So we see that it's a sword. This is what it reads. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So we saw that the word of God is a uh, guide for how we live. It is a method and a blueprint for how we interact with others. It is something that we should be studying and meditating on to show ourselves approved so that we would not be ashamed of the word because going back to second timothy nothing is worse than somebody asking you a question about anything but especially the bible and you not know okay nothing is worse than that now god doesn't expect you to know everything but he has given us the entire book and he has the holy spirit indwelled on the inside of us so that we are in position to know what the word says and he will and and actually make an effort to rightly divide the word to be able to skillfully handle and teach others okay we all should be doing this this is not something that's designated to this person or that person god wants us all to do it why because the bible is open and available to all of those who profess to be christians okay so uh back with ephesians we see here that the word of god is a sword okay and um it is the guidance it is a protector used as a sword and god's word as we can see from ephesians is an indispensable weapon because that entire ephesians chapter 6 is about putting on your whole armor so it goes put on your whole armor of god meaning it is you are a soldier and you need to armor up gear up be ready be ready for what for the war the spiritual war that's happening between you the devil and of course god is on our side and the devil has been defeated but again you have to put your gear on and be a good soldier okay so uh aspect of there are many other parts of the armor that you would put on but uh what i wanted to hone in on is the word of god is a sword of the spirit okay and so um and that word of god you can use it to defend defend yourself okay against the enemy you can use it to defeat the devil and demonic spirits and then you can also use it to defeat horrible situations that have been crafted and plotted and schemed by the enemy so you have that power and authority to do that because god has given you 
the word of God, which is your sword, okay? Now we're going to move on to Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12, and it says, For the word of God is living and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit and the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So here we go again with some words that we've seen before. Number one, we've seen before um, that the word is a two-edged sword. Now we just, it's sharper than a two-edged sword. We just heard that the word of God is a two-edged sword. Here we're, we are being able to identify that it's not just a sword, it is sharper than a two-edged sword, okay? It is sharper than that. And then we also uh, see in this scripture that it is living and it's powerful. And we know that partly because you can look at a scripture from, you know, five years ago and then turn around and look at it again today and it will be applicable to each time, even though you don't have the same situation going on. It'd be a different situation, but it still applies. And that's because... God's word speaks to us and it is alive, okay? And so that's why it's, a, it's living and it is powerful. And then it says that this two-edged sword, it pierces even to the divisions of the soul and the spirit. So you can use it to cut through the soul and the spirit and it cuts through joints and marrow, okay? It cuts through situations. It cuts through traumas. It cuts through crises. It cuts through all the crazy things that may happen. It cuts through it. The word of God will cut through it, all right? And then, of course, it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Now, there we go with the heart aspect again. When in the beginning in Deuteronomy 6, what we went over earlier, the Lord tells you to give all of your heart to him. So now we know, understand why we are surrendering our entire heart to God because he, God, is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So all of this works together. And so I wanted you to be able to see that. And I walked through all of those scriptures to get to the juicy part of why this episode is important. Yes, the scriptures were vital. I definitely want you to take a look at it those again in your own time read through those scriptures go back and meditate on those scriptures like the deuteronomy 6 said meditate on it pray about it ask god what's important about it um but the but the aspect or the meat of this episode is about what i'm about to tell you so number one we have an app company, a uh, app like an app on your cell phone or an app on your iPad or your computer. This app company is allowing you, the purchaser, to text and talk to an AI, artificial intelligence generated Jesus, daily for two ninety nine a month. Okay, and then this they advertise it in such a way that you can chat with Jesus, you can chat with Mary and Joseph and other biblical figures and if you want to you can chat with satan and they say it's a hellish catch now see they are 
basically advertising this as a joke okay they think it's a joke however people are getting on here on this app and they are downloading this app on their phone and they're chit-chatting around with this ai jesus and satan the devil okay because it's funny and a lot of people actually might be taking it serious because they may say oh treating jesus like he's some horoscope eight ball or something like that on this ai this ai generated jesus which is you know not even jesus at all okay so uh, i wanted to talk to you about that number two pastors all around this country are using artificial intelligence ai to create their sunday sermons so there used to be a time where pastors would get in their word and they would study the word to show that i've self-approved we just learned that in second timothy and they would rightly divide the word so they could teach you what they learned what the holy spirit gave them and imparted in them they would literally give that out to the congregation well not anymore we're in a time where ai has taken uh, a foot and it has gone rampant and people have welcomed it and again if you welcome ai there's nothing wrong with that i'm not telling you to bash ai but i'm giving you all of these things so that you can know exactly what is going on that's my whole point of this episode okay um you have some red flags of things that are happening pastors are using ai to create their sermons so no longer are many of these pastors sitting up depending on the lord to tell them what to say to you no they're going to type something in in the ai and a chat bot is going to give them the complete sermon all right so that's number two number three churches are also using ai to deal with members when they need help at the church so in this case there are thousands of churches across the country we're talking about the u.s i'm almost sure that other countries are doing it as well but i can't speak for that i can speak for the u.s um churches are using this ai when they can when you call if the pastor is overwhelmed trying to assist you and this person and that family and all that these pastors are more now obviously because they're stretched but they are using now they're using ai to deal with the members instead of having someone else at their church to assist uh, or other ministers at the church to assist instead let's go ahead and get the ai chat bot to deal with the problem and create the solution so that's something that you should know that's number three number four most important thing about this episode it is a group is developing a new ai bible all right they say you know the spokesperson for the group says that the new ai bible is rewritten and will be re- religiously cor- a religiously correct bible it will be religious in text and it's being written by a non-human entity okay and this spokesperson is one of the developers um and a promoter of this he is uh yaval nor harari and that's his name and so he goes on to say throughout history religions have dreamt about having a book written by a superhuman intelligence by a non-human entity one and now he's one of the creators and the promoters as i said before he says every religion claims our bible is i guess their bible is better their their book is better oh the book of the other religions 
they humans wrote them okay so he's saying that the other religions every religion claims that they have a book and their book is better than the other religions but a human wrote those books but our book he says um no 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 it came from some super human intelligence now he said it came from so that means it's already been developed it came from not it's coming from he said it came from it came from some hu superhuman intelligence. He goes on to say, in a few years, there might be religions that are actually correct. They just think about a religion whose holy book is written by AI. So again, not only is this spokesperson, uh, Noah Harari, not only is he saying that they have developed the new AI Bible, but he says that it's going, you think you're, you think your Bible, your Holy Bible that has been in existence for thousands and thousands of years, you think that's correct? No, it's not correct. In fact, the only thing we look at as correct is the Bible written by a non-human entity, a superhuman intelligence. And um, so your Bible, they're going to skit scat with your Bible and do away with your Bible. And then uh, also he says that, and, and, and let me say this, not just the Holy Bible, but also any other uh, religious book. Because he, he's, he's not, this is not about Christianity in his mind. This is about all religions. There, his goal is to make it one AI holy bible or they're not even calling it holy it's just the ai bible and so what he goes on to say is that through this uh ai bible that would be developed by superhuman intelligence within a few years there's not going to be any religions it's just going to be the religion of the holy book he does call it holy the holy book written by an ai okay so they're doing away with your holy bible they're rewriting the bible by a non-human entity um and and i know that may not mean that much to you but if i what if i told you that there are some difficulties now in finding certain versions of the bible okay so if you went into a store uh even sometimes going on amazon you may not be able to find certain versions of the bible what if i told you that and that's actually true okay and so but i overall i want to know if you heard what i said did you hear what i said did, did you hear that pastors are using the ai for sermons to create sermons they're not going to consult with the lord they're not asking god for help the holy spirit for help nope they are using AI to draft and create sermons, and they are reciting this to you, all right? And then, did you hear what I said about the church is handing off certain type of issues to the AI to deal with? Because, hey, it's too much for them to deal with. Let's just go ahead and resolve the problem quickly with the uh, AI. Let that, let that be done by the AI. It's too much for us. We got too much on our plate to handle okay so that's one thing and then on top of that certain bibles can't be located in the stores and on top of that they are rewriting a bible by a non-human entity you know 
And so, uh, which is going to be available soon because he didn't say it was coming. It's probably already circulating out there. And on top of that, you can go ahead and chat with the fake AI Jesus or the devil on an app for $2.99. I mean, what? Your mind should literally be blown. It should be blown by the stuff that I just read to you. It should be blown. Because those are, this is like a wow moment. Like, what, 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 what did you say? Okay. So, my small talk for this episode, and I'll just go ahead and get right to it, is that you need to have God's word bound to your hands. You need it written on your doorpost of your house. You need it memorized in your mind between your frontlets. You need to be meditating on it day and night when you rise up, when you go to sleep. You need to be meditating on it. Every person you talk to needs to be meditating on it as well. You need to be talking about it and thinking about it and singing about it. Why? Because there may be a time coming soon where you may not have the opportunity to get access to the Bible if you don't have one already or even the Bible apps that you already have downloaded on your phone might be changed or what if it's removed, okay? So now, and then I'm gonna ask you this, if the Bible app on your phone, whatever that Bible app may be, if it is changed, would you know? Could you spot when it's an AI Jesus, fake, manipulated AI Jesus, or if it was the real Jesus Christ with red letters, could you detect the difference? All right? If you went to your church um, and you sat in the seat, the pew, whatever, you sat in the seat at the church, or if you logged onto your, your computer on Sunday, the website of your church on Sunday, and you wanted to watch a sermon, would you know if the sermon was changed to an AI generated sermon or would you be able to spot that it is directly from the word of God would you know if the holy bible was the holy bible being read or was it that superhuman non-human intelligence um AI generated bible that wrote wrote it so the bible was written by this AI generated would you be able to tell the difference between the real bible All right, I'm not asking you to answer those questions to me directly, uh, but I do want to make sure that you know not to be deceived. Please do not be deceived. There is high deception going on. It's very important for you not to be deceived. I'm not telling you something that I'm not doing myself. I'm telling you to get in your word. I'm getting in my word. So that's the thing. Don't be deceived. Get to know Jesus by getting in his word for yourself. This is not about your pastor. This episode is not about your pastor. It's not about your church or, you know, somebody that prayed for you back in 1960 or something. This episode is about you and your relationship with God. It's about you and Jesus. It's about do you have relationship with God? Do you know his word? Do you understand the importance of the book, the the inspired word of God? Do you recognize the reason why he gave it to you? Okay. Um, to be a weapon, to be a teaching mechanism, to be able to study to show yourself approved, to be able to meditate on it, to give you strength and encouragement, to be able to know that you are building yourself up so all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength will be to God. 
okay? That is one of the reasons why he gives it to you and it's very important for you to think about your relationship with God and what that looks like. Would you know the real versus fake with certain things? The reason why it's important is because you and I, all of us, each person will have to give an account before the Lord. We're going to have to do it. So when you give in your account before the Lord, you want it to be accurate. You want him to be able to know you, you know, that you, in the time that you were here, you did everything you could to get to know him. You did everything you could to have relationship with him. You didn't just leave that to somebody else to do and say, oh, that's somebody else. I'm too cool for that. You got in there. You developed relationship for yourself. So if you're listening and you're thinking like, dang, she talking. I don't even know if I have a relationship with God. Um, or maybe you did have a relationship with God, but you fell off and you hadn't been to church. You hadn't been in relationship. You hadn't been reading a word. You hadn't been talking to God. You hadn't been praying. You hadn't been doing anything. You just have been going about life on your own. You've been making all the decisions for yourself. You've been doing what's right in your own eyes. If that is you, if any one of those people is you, um, I want you to, and you do want relationship with God then I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Father God, I surrender my heart, my soul, and my life to you. I believe Jesus, your son, died to clean me of my sins and connect me back to you. I want to make you my Lord and Savior and I accept the Holy Spirit to dwell inside of me and guide me. Now, God, take my life and do something great with it. If you said that prayer, guess what? You are now my brother or sister in Christ. Woo! I'm saying a big uh, a big, I'm giving you a big old air hug. I'm welcoming you into the kingdom of God. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's just that easy. It's just that simple for you to turn away from something that you were doing and something that was not right and wrong and to turn towards God and walk in the ways of God. It is just that simple, okay? And so I wanted to ask you uh, just a little small fact. Did you know that every time you turn away from living the way you want to live, doing what you want to do, sinning, doing all kind of stuff, doing all kind of wrong, that in you giving your life to Christ, that angels are cheering in heaven for you. They're like, yes, yes. They are cheering for you. And guess what? I'm cheering for you too. I am cheering for you too. I'm so proud of you for making the decision to follow God, to choose God. And I want to let you know that God loves you so much. He has an assignment, plenty of assignments actually, for you to do that is along the path of your journey and your destiny and that's one of the reasons why you're welcome you, there are people that are in the kingdom of god that need you we need you we need the attributes we need your gifts we need your skills those things that god has equipped only you with we need you so i'm happy that you are joining us and in the kingdom and so i want to advise you to find a church that is rooted in teaching the word of god 
um, that is rightly dividing the word in which you just read that also has a deliverance ministry because as we go along in life it when we don't have the Lord and we haven't been knowledgeable about deliverance we have a lot of things that might be on us and we need to be free the word the the lord says that he came to set the captives free so we shouldn't be held down by any type of things that would be holding us back or hindering us from being able to live a free and abundant life that god called us to so get with a church that has a deliverance ministry that's teaching the word of god and also a church uh that is a place where you can grow in the faith we this is not the time to just be sitting like a lump on a log thinking that somebody else will do it somebody else got it somebody else gonna learn no you have to be the one that's willing to be the student right now to learn as much as you can about God and to be able to disseminate that and share it with others so with that being said I want to thank you so much for listening and um, I pray for you to have a wonderful time Uh, until next time talk to you again small talk big thoughts big thoughts small talk big thoughts big thoughts small talk big thoughts big thoughts oh